All right, welcome back to another episode of the Mindful Hunter podcast. Bit of a seminal moment. This is not only Spencer's back in civilization, but this is the first guest, like live guest on the Mindful Hunter podcast. We're breaking out the new studio. Looks good, man. Yeah, I thanks, like buddy. It. No, dude, it's good. So we're going to do what we can. Topics we got to cover. We, we, I still haven't done a breakdown of the sheep hunt. Oh, really? Yeah. Not a real one. So we got to do a breakdown of the sheep hunt. Okay. We got to talk about you going away wrangling. And then we should probably get into a little bit about the, the mule deer hunt. Now okay. for people listening to this, I'm actually going to schedule this to post while we're mule deer hunting. So if you're listening to this right now, me and Spencer are mule deer hunting, most likely in the pissing rain. Swimming. Yeah. Where, where do you, where do you want to start, man? You want to start the sheep hunt or do you want to start wrangling? It doesn't matter. I mean, maybe the sheep hunt, that was first, right? So okay. Maybe start there and work our way. I think that was a while ago now. I know I'm going to have like a hard time remembering it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> okay. So let's start at the beginning and we'll just kind of like take turns jumping in. Yeah. So we flew in, we got dropped off. The first kind of kick in the ass was like that we clearly, we figured out pretty quickly, we kind of didn't know where we were going, right? Not at all. No. Like yeah. that first hour and a half, it was like, walk a little bit down that elk trail, come back. A little bit down that elk trail. Shit show, yeah. It was um, a bit of a shit show. Yeah, no, for sure. So there was supposed to be, or the word on the street was, there was this trail that was going to get us from the landing strip up into like the series of bowls and basins that we were interested in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A little and, off. And it turned out there was one. Oh yeah. <laughs> which we ended up finding like on the other end of the journey yeah. and still never actually walked no, the we, whole thing. No. And I, I was actually like, when we walked back, I was almost like, man, I almost want to go back and like see how good it actually is. Cause like, man, it, 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 it just didn't make sense. Like how we would get off of it. And then yeah, uh, just, it went up when we went down. I, yeah. It almost cut that bank or whatever. Yeah. And I think just, it rode that, that ridge yeah. and it made sense now what the pilot was saying on the way in about how, yeah, you go up that ridge and then, cause that didn't look like it was headed towards we want where we wanted to go. Well, and I even climbed that one other ridge on the other side. The next member when I came back, cause I was like, yeah. I'm like, he said the ridge, it's gotta be the ridge, right? No, that wasn't the right ridge. Yeah. The ridge, but anyways, <laughs> so we, so we, 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 anyways, we did a, a fair amount of bushwhacking. Yeah. I'd say we did pretty good. Yeah. yeah. On the first day. And we get kind of halfway up the face. We were hoping to get up to kind of like the top of. Yeah. We made camp the first night. Blew my gators first day too. You did blow your gators really first day. I had soaking wet feet first day. I didn't get me started about those gators, man. I'm just going to lose. I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. I you literally s- wore them for one day. Did I tell you I took them wrangling too? New new set. Didn't didn't have time to deal the whole warranty thing. Took a new set, blew them out in the first three days. You bought another new yeah, set? blew them out too. Like I am just like, I need to send a nice email to OR and figure it out. That's insane. It's just the buckles, man. Like those, they're just cheap buckles and it yeah. just keeps snapping. I mean, I'm, maybe I'm pretty hard on them probably, but. That's I mean, crazy. I've lost straps before. I've even worn through the straps, like tree planting because you're shovel kicking all the time. Oh, I see. Yeah. No, it was just the buckle snap. Like the, you know, the piece that goes through. Yeah. That just snapped. And I mean, maybe. I'm I didn't know you blew it a second. Oh pair. yeah. Why well, didn't have time to, yeah. to, get, to, get, to, you know, the whole warranty thing. And yeah, I'm not good with that shit anyway. So you could probably just walk into a store. 
and get new ones. Well, I did. Uh, I went to Valhalla and bought another set. Okay, and then I blew those ones out. So I was like, I'm bringing those exact gators. They're, you know what, man? On this awesome. hunt, I'm not gonna wear gators. I'm, I, you know, what? I might wear my pack boots. By the way, yeah, really. I like having dry feet. Yeah, and um, against contrary belief, you can shoot sheep in pack boots. So <laughs> yeah, I just want to say that right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny um i waterproof the shit out of my boots yeah, man yeah, yeah. i put like three layers of fucking obanoff's lp on them like mink oil it, it's like a combination of beeswax and pine tar oh, yeah, okay. this shit yeah. that yeah is it better you think than mink oil or this is my favorite is boot good. stuff i'll show it yeah, to you sure. I, gotta, I, need to, I, gotta, I need to do my boots before we go actually you can take it and, you you don't and need use it, it. Okay. no Sweet. you give it back when you're done Sweet. it's i bought a brand new one so there's shitloads in there awesome. it's my favorite so what i used to wear engineering was half and halves so they'd have the leather uppers mm-hmm. with the rubber bottoms, almost identical to pack boots, except on the bottom, they had the corks. Oh, yeah. For engineering, mm-hmm. you got to legally wear yeah. those. And so there's no Gore-Tex in those. There's no nothing. And I used to always just waterproof them with open-offs, oh, right. and it would totally, it was perfect. It worked great. You'd have to do it every month or two when you're engineering because mm-hmm. you're beating the shit out of your boots. Yeah. But I tried to use that Nick wax on those last sportivas for the sheep oh, hunt. Okay. I was fucking, dude, my feet were wet every yeah, single day. We were wet. And then they started, like, my feet started kind of, like, blowing out near the end because we were doing that crazy oh. hike out. <laughs> Fuck, that was bad. <laughs> you know what? Going back to waterproofing, though, the best, I think, footwear I've had that's waterproof, Red Wings, my work boots. Interesting. Like, and I've only ever brought them in once or twice to get them to, you know, they'll do them for you, like, uh, wax them up for you. I don't know. Really? I don't know what they're using. Yeah, it's free, too. And you just go in and they'll do it for you if you bought them from there, right? Okay. And man, not like now that I think about it, like, and I was wearing those on the railway and they're just pure leather, right? Yeah. And they're only like eight inches or six inches or something, yeah. but like, man, like feet would not get wet. Yeah. So I, I don't know what they're doing, but man. See, I think Gore-Tex is kind of a bit of a window dressing on boots because Gore-Tex doesn't work under pressure. And when you're walking through wet grass, it's essentially like somebody with their hands just like pushing yeah. moisture into your fucking boots. Well, and then if it gets above your sock, you're screwed too, right? hundred like percent. It's just going to wick down. Yeah. And that, it was funny. I was texting with Adam Foss because he was doing like a boot thing on his IG. And I'm like, like dude, what do you use? I'm like, I tried Nick Wax, like Las Portiva told me to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're bullshit. And he goes, I don't use anything. He goes, I don't even condition my boots. He's like, are you wearing gaiters? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I was gonna. And he's like, well, yeah, there's, your, do help, there's your problem. Yeah, and so, yeah, me. he doesn't use shit, man, but he just wears gaiters. But, oh, I got to tell you this. So when I was crossing, I had to cro- cross. Oh, we're getting into this already, but whatever. It's fine, right? Uh, <laughs> we'll just keep jumping yeah, back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> just hang on for the ride. Yeah, no, exactly. No, I, so I'd cross a lot of creeks in the morning, right? Catching yep. horses. So what I figured out, because my feet were just getting soaking wet every day, right? And like, I'm up to my, you know, hip and water sometimes, right? So what I figured out is if you put two garbage bags on over top of the liners and your pack boots and then put your pack boots on, your feet stay dry. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome, man. Well, as a kid, we used to use shopping bags. Yeah. In yeah, Ontario, yeah. we would literally yeah. put our foot in a shopping bag yeah. and then put your foot inside like the Sorrells mm-hmm. or whatever winter boots even just, you were going to yeah, wear. Like even just crossing creeks, you throw, you just, I mean, they rip a bit if you're actually putting your boots inside them, but yes. like I'd put the liner on and then I'd put the garbage bag on and then put that back in the boot. Have you seen my Wiggies waders? Wiggies are great, dude. Glacier socks, oh, love them, dude. Man, we had a set, but someone, one of the guys' feet were too baby. One of the um, one of the hunters, and he just blew the back out of it. So, oh no, yeah, shit! Back to garbage bags, yeah. But because um, those would be perfect. That's exactly what those are built for. Yeah, I wish. I don't know if I should even say this, but I wish they had grippy bottoms on them. On you know. Oh yeah, maybe, sure. Maybe we can cut this out later, but no, <laughs> find a patent for that, and you know, because that's one thing I realized. Like having those wiggies, man. Like, oh, if you don't have a horse to cross the hundred percent, like, you're like it's you know. It's Last year, elk and, hunting, I was back and forth, like ten, 
Also, it, it saves you from making bad decisions. 100%. I didn't take yeah. them goat hunting and I'm taking them this year mm-hmm. because I was doing sketchy shit. Yeah. Either on a really steep bank mm-hmm. in ice because I didn't want, because there was no other way to get across, or I was crossing frozen sections that were like marginally frozen because I couldn't get right down in the water. Yeah. And if I'd had the wiggies, I just would have taken the five minutes, dumped my pack, yeah. put the wiggies on, walked across the oh, fucking so water. It would have been way there. safer. Oh, man. And way like, safer. Thing too, like if it's cold, you know, it's snowing and stuff, right? Like if you fall, like your hunt's over. Like 100%. You're, you're soaking wet. Yeah. Good luck starting a fire. You yeah. know, like it's, you're screwed. So. Yeah. Too funny. <laughs> Where are we at now? <laughs> um, sheep hunt, back to our sheep hunt. <laughs> so back to the sheep hunt. And we can kind of almost sum up like the first three or four days was essentially us trying to find a route in and being turned around a couple times. Yeah. Cause we went up then back, yeah, up, back down. And then I think, yeah. So we, I guess we only went twice. Well, yeah. Twice. We got in on the second time, but we, then we had to go all the way through yeah. The drainage yeah. up to the top. Which, but you know what? I mean, we talked about this. I think it was a good, it was kind of nice that we went over there because I mean, I would have been just itching to go over there anyway. If we would have went in the other way, the way we were supposed to go in. Yeah. I would have been like, what's over there? <laughs> and to paint a picture for people listening, we were on essentially, and this was probably, we'll get into lessons learned, so I won't spill the beans, but we were basically on an isolated range mm-hmm. that was like long and skinny. Picture it like a big, long trench yeah. with kind of like a big ridge line on either side. And where we were supposed to go in, it was kind of like 75% down one side. Yeah. And where we tried to go in the first couple of times was like, let's say you were supposed to go 75% to the left. We were like 100% to the right. Yeah. And just kept trying to get in. So when we finally got in, we still had to walk up the guts of the trench to get to where the actual decent camping Mm -hmm. and glassing were. And what you were talking about is even if we'd have found the right way in the first time, we still would have been looking all the oh, way to the right man, thinking, been just like, do we go look at that? Do we go down there? Yeah, what do burned, we do? Yeah. It would have been a day or two burning. Uh, but I mean, uh, yeah. So I mean, in a way it was good because now we know, but still it's just what a pain that was, man. That was, I mean, that was some good hiking we were doing. It was some real good hiking. And we were heavy packs too. Yeah. Yeah. No, we were definitely I'm not in that good salt. shape right now. I'm going to be honest with you. So I blew my fucking knee out like two weeks ago. I heard, yeah. <laughs> I was doing my... I don't even know what happened, man. Like I've been lifting like a madman and I think it happened at the pool with my daughter. Oh shit. I was like in the pool and I just felt this like click. It's funny how that happened. In my knee. This is another reason why I got up. Like I'm going to do this bodybuilding competition, but then it's like, I'm not supposed to walk around at 260 pounds. Like this is fucking stupid. (laughs) Anyways. Get over that, man. You're a hundred pounds more than I am. Yeah. It's, it's, it's anyway, it's kind of fun, but it's also kind of not fun. And so I haven't, I haven't done any backpack cardio in the last Mm -hmm. three weeks. I was like, listen, the thing I can do that is 100% the best for my knee is nothing. Yeah, as hard as To make sure, yeah. like maybe my cardio will be shit, but at least I even bought a knee brace off Amazon I'm going to take Might with well, me in man. case the thing like so, yeah. blows out. So like heads up, we will get in there. I'm just not sure when. I'll just be telling <laughs> lots of jokes that yeah, whole time. Yeah, <laughs> quite all right. <laughs> so yeah, so we hiked our ass off with like super heavy packs at the beginning. And then we finally got into... Where it turned out was the the place that we'd kind of been recommended to go yeah. from and the it, beginning. And we kind of knew like, okay, well, we have, how many days do we have left at that point? A week? We I think we were almost like right halfway. Because we were like day five or six or something by the time yes. we got there. And then Tristan, sinus infection and stuff, that kind of, that blew two more And that days. happened right in the middle. Yeah, like right so, when we got there too, which sucked. Yeah, yeah, right when we got to the spot where you basically didn't have, you could have just sat. Like you, like we were where you needed to be. 
if there was sheep in there, like or a ram, we would have found them, you know. A hundred percent. So I don't think we could have played it any differently. And like, so for context, like, yeah, we basically were in this awesome spot, four different mountains we could look at. Yep. And like, I mean, you, you literally, if you were to pick an ideal camp location, like. <sighs> Other than the water situation, yes, that, we haven't even <laughs> other, talked other about than that. The yet. water, man, up, and I mean, all the creek beds were dry. Like, how are we supposed to know that was going to happen, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, if you were to look at it on a map, you'd be like, "Oh, okay, we're good." Like, there's water, you know, what hundred hundred meter or two hundred meters away. Like, it's not. Yeah. So that was kind of kicking the nuts, but you know, what? and those creeks were like five feet wide. Oh yeah, like boulders, like. Man. Those were like well, when we when it would rain, we'd see the drippage, and, yeah. and it's like, where is this water going? Man? I know, like, man. oh, but yeah, no. <laughs> I told, I posted the other day about you with the sponge on the outside. <laughs> you literally saved us a, a a water hike. I wasn't doing by, it again by, by doing that. No, because that water hike <laughs> dude, was, that killed me, dude. <laughs> it was terrible. And yeah, you coming up and in. You know what though, man? That the, the hike back wasn't bad. Like it wasn't bad at all. Like yeah. I wasn't. I don't know what was my pack 25, 30 pounds maybe. Like it wasn't okay. So back up a sec. So what happens sorry, is Tristan I'm jumping all over the place. Tristan has to go home. Mm -hmm. You're a complete savage. You go, I'll walk you back to the airstrip. So it's about 12 miles one way yeah. and like 12 real miles. It is not a pleasant bushwhacking. I would say half of it was bushwhacking. I mean, right? You did it. At you, least half. Yeah, at least half was bushwhacking. And it didn't have to be. We st There's still a section yeah. of trail that I do believe exists. We just went the wrong. Yeah. Because it's counterintuitive. Like normally trails follow like a logical and, yeah. pattern. And this, but then again- they do go up on ridge lines from time to time. And I think that's what, either way, yeah, half bushwhacking, terrible, lots of ups and downs. Yeah. You walk Tristan back two days and then you come yeah, back in came back, yeah. and about 80%, 90% of the way back. Yeah, like was, what are you, a mile from camp at that point? I think Not it, was, even. it was like 1,200 feet in elevation. And I think it was like a mile, 1.2 miles, I think. For that more than, was. It was more than 1,200 feet. You think so? Anyways. Maybe it was meter. No, that would be. No, it wasn't 1,200 meters. It couldn't have been 1,200 meters. Anyways, let's say somewhere between 1,200 and 1,600 feet. Something like Elevation that. gain and maybe like three quarters of a mile from camp is the last water, location. water on your way back in. And you filled up two six liter no, drum lights. No, it was one six liter. A 10, a 10 liter. liter. And then my one liter. Because so you had 17, 17 liters yeah. and it weighs, let's call it two pounds. So you had 35 pounds of water. I didn't even realize that. Oh yeah. That you walked back up the hill yeah, within the okay, camp. My pack, I, I hate to say it. My pack was heavier than 60 pounds then, 65 yeah. pounds then. Cause man, it was like, that was like, I haven't tested myself like that in a long time. And I yeah. was like, this freaking sucks. Well, and it's because the other thing <laughs> you just walked, you're on like mile 24 yeah, I guess of that's, a two day, 24 mile yeah. hike. So you get back to camp. And then to be honest with you, like we spend the rest of the time just glassing the shit. Cause it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Like, I mean like no, afterwards, like that was cruising was hanging, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> the, the problem was we were out of shit to glass pretty much. And we'd, we were pretty confident at that point. Well, and you and I are probably not very good at just sitting around, you know, waiting to, right? No, that's definitely. <laughs> so we did a couple, like we we're good for a day, day hikes. Well, you were there for two days. I was, I was there. starting to go a bit fucking stir yeah, crazy. Yeah, I couldn't have done three days because you let me have a rest day there too, right? Yeah. Oh man, I would have gone just nuts if I sat for three well, days. Well, at least I had somebody back in camp because I'd sat there for the first two days. Yeah, that's a good point. Just fucking just, doing nothing. Yeah, that's that's tough too. Yeah. Yeah. And we did a couple of day hikes after that. Mm -hmm. And then, and what did we see? So overall, we saw a shitload of goats. Mm -hmm. We saw a shitload of lambs and ewes. We got a real brief gr glimpse of what was most likely an immature band of rams. Yeah, man. I, I even keep going back and forth. Like that had to be a banana ram. Like it, I don't think it was a, a U. 
know what I mean? The horns were too big. Are you talking about the, the one, one we were seeing for like from the- five minutes? We saw it. Like it just tore down the hill. Those, there's three of them. Remember? And I was over like, on the far side. Yeah, I think you were filming. Actually. No, no, those were like, rams. Because remember that guy on the horse? He even said that. He yeah. said that those are immature rams over yeah, there. That's true. So those were definitely they had to be immature ones, rams yeah. over there. But I didn't even see them. You saw them for two minutes. It was so quick. And, and we never saw them. Right down the hill too. We never saw them again. Yeah, no. And we did hear, and I'm not 100% sure, but there was word that somebody had taken a sheep before out of there. the same bowl yeah. the week before the opener, yeah. we got there. And if that's true, it kind of makes sense. I mean, we would have seen. What was weird though is we didn't see, other than that band, like we didn't really see. It was just all using lambs. All using lambs. Which is strange. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah. But. And so this kind of leads in, and then we saw a couple elk, but on the wrong days, I saw one, it was too far away. Oh, I, saw, I saw it on the airstrip the yeah. day, the, the day, day before, before the opener, just on the airstrip hanging out. It was a four point and it was yeah. like, man, could have just right in the plane gone. Yeah. See you later. Like, oh, it would have been great. But you know, one day too early. That's nah, not really hunting though. So like, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm it after this horse shit, I would have taken it. I would have felt great about it. I would have <laughs> ate it like no tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I could have brought some backstraps for you. Yeah. <laughs> That would have been a nice surprise. So then we pretty much finish up the hunt up there. Water's an issue. Mm-hmm. We, instead of doing another big hike out, we just decided to go lean and drink as little as possible. Yeah, get as much water off the tent. Yeah, you were scooping, sponging I was, I was water like off the- I not going back down and fill water up. And we did, here's, you know, we'll get into lessons learned. One of the things I set up that tarp. Like, that was huge. And that worked amazing. The mistake was taking it down too early. Yeah, I didn't know the rain setting was it up too quick or quicker, too, too late, late or yes. too late. Sorry, yeah. and I would almost say that from now on, and this is probably like a a vet sheep hunter thing that somebody who's done this long set enough, it up right away. as soon as I get to any type of camp where I'm going to be there more than a day or two, Boom. set up a tarp to collect water because even yeah. the odd little rain that just passes by, I had that, you collect quite a bit, man. Well, and I even had my that Omer was like, hey, you know, because I, I got that the Kafari the dry the, bag the um. Rain pack, rain cover. What bag do I have again? Gee, the the muskeg. Uh, that's it. Oh, I'm terrible, man. Um, and he even said, he's like, it's waterproof-ish, but he's like, get the rain cover because if you need water, you can always set it up for water. And yeah. I never even thought about that. And then we were there. And then you did. Yeah, I just set it up end. on the tent. So it was like dripping off the tent into the thing. Yeah. It was amazing how much water we got just off. It really was. Like, I mean, it saved us because yeah. we would have had to go back down. So. 100%. And because we weren't doing tons of walking during the day and we we're kind of at camp, you yeah, could you could dehydrate yourself. A little yeah, bit. Yeah. 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 We were definitely dehydrated. We are definitely back. dehydrated. Like, that first drink we got when we were down there. Oh, yeah. Man, it's so much. good, man. Yeah. I put about eight squirts of meal in that one yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing two full meals <laughs> on the mule deer hunt. I know it's unnecessary, but I don't give a shit. No, I man. I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I just remember you looking at me on the first day, and you're like, "Holy shit, dude! How much are you put in there?" I'm like, "I don't care." I do that was a care. lot of meat. I didn't care, man. It tasted so good. Yeah, fair oh, enough. You know, it's good shit, man. It is good shit. So, okay, lesson learned: water. I think for me, the single biggest thing is I will never go where there's such a like a oh, only one game plan. Yeah, I think. I think in the future too, like I, I was kind of took a backseat. I didn't really know what I was doing at the time, yeah. right? So I was kind of just like, oh, I'll just come along for it. And I think now it's like, no, I'd, I'd rather be more involved and figure out where we're going, what we're attacking, rather than just yep. kind of being along for the ride. Because I mean, I think for the most part, I was kind of just along for the ride, you know, being new to it and shit, right? Yep. So, 
But now I think, yeah, no, definitely. I think it helps when more people get involved because then you just can make, you know, good decisions. And, and I think you question things because I think it's easy to have an assumption when it's one person. Yeah. Like, oh, we'll just go in this way. Yeah. And then if somebody else is like asking kind of deep questions, it, I think it helps maybe you realize, know. oh yeah. shit, maybe I don't know as much about this route or I should ask some more questions or I should have a backup plan. No, exactly, right, yeah. Because the other thing that I was thinking is even after you came, had your rest day, mm-hmm. I almost feel like that was the point of no return where if, if we had wanted to, and without like sharing details, probably 10 or 12 miles in the other, like if the airstrip was over here, if we'd have went around, yeah, there was more huntable terrain. Oh yeah. We didn't have time though. Oh no. no but I, I think if we'd have used like the last four days, we could have done like a Hail Mary, like one full day hiking, yeah. one to two days hunting and one, but because we, this, this is one of those things yeah. in, in hindsight and still one would argue because you're you're in a position where it's completely rational mm-hmm. and possible that a sheep is just going to come walking across one of those hills. It's like, well, do I leave country that? I, I think we did the right thing. You know, fair enough. I, like, at the end of the day, I mean, we're the same way though. Like, I every ridge, I'm like, what's on the other side? Yeah, you know, like, totally. Want to see that, right? But I think you know, as hard as it was sitting around, I think it was the right play. You yeah, know? and I mean, we got out and hiked a bit too, which was nice. Yeah, for sure. Got out of camp, but you know, yeah, it's, it's one of those things, right? Cause you could, you could go, you know, I mean, for all we know, when we went hiking out to go look for water, yeah. right. Um, for all we know, a, a ram could have like, just, you know what I mean? Like, cause the, like, uh, it's so hard to, you know, you, yeah. what do you do? Right. You don't know. You don't so, know. But, but it was, but that was the takeaway for me is that the next, the next sheep hunt, I either, depending on how we go in, whether it's flight horses on foot I either want the ability to like go in and come out and go to a different spot and come out or plan some type of circuit. I'm I'm really into the circuit. Remember the dudes that the pilot told us Mm -hmm. about who like got dropped off way Mm -hmm. back in. Cool. That's like, and then walked their way. Well, that's like, you know, Daniel Boone shit, you know, it's like start somewhere and just start, you know, yeah. You know, I don't know. It's kind of cool when you don't like, like coming in and out, it's kind of not boring, but like, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. You start at one place and then you get picked up in another. And yes, I don't know. I think it's kind of neat. hundred percent, cool, man. So I think, yeah, I think that's the, that's the type of planning we need to do for next year because then, then we can access more areas. Definitely. Yeah. What about gear? Any, any like lessons learned don't other buy. than the gators? <laughs> you know, I can't even really talk shit about or gators. I think they're great. The material they use and yeah. stuff. I think they're awesome. I just keep busting these buckles, man. So, yeah. um, I just need to figure that out. But no, um, gear wise, um, for like the sheep hunt, I guess, or I yeah. guess I'll kind of get into wrangling too. Those binos, man. Oh, yeah, you dude, love them, I, man. I am just like, man, it's like, I think for what I was doing too, not having a spotter and then not, you know, having tens, it was like the perfect in between. Cause like, yeah. I can get a lot of detail off those things, man. I mean, I'm going to be honest I'm not with you. rings, but like, when man, we were looking through those and looking through mine and Spencer's spotters at minimum magnification, Tristan's, magnif- yeah. Tristan's yeah. at minimum magnification, it's not far the off, 15s man. are pretty damn close, man. Well, and they've well, got light, a man. bigger objective, if you think about it, because you have two objectives mm-hmm. instead of just the, I hate closing mine, just I, the one. Yeah, I it's can't tough. stand. I, I mean, we took the eye patch and, or I'll just throw the, um, the, the buffer or whatever over, but yeah, yeah. I, I hate, oh man, it drives me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, it's an issue for sure. But those no, are really nice those vinyls, man, and that harness. Oh, yeah. dude, I have nothing but good things to say about that thing. Yeah, you like and it, like, eh? yeah, and the inReach fits perfectly in the side. Okay. I don't know if yours does because mine's a little bit bigger. Right? You have a large, and I have a medium. Yeah. So, and then I just have a buck knife on the side too. You know. Okay. And then, um, yeah, dude, it was awesome, man. Like, and you bought the Rainfinder yeah, pouch. I got the Rainfinder pouch too, yep. which is super easy, and it just clips on or whatever with that string. Yep. And, oh man, I. I but like by far, like everyone was asking me, they're like, what is that? Really? And actually one of the hunters I was with had a, had a marsup. He was from uh, South Dakota. He had one. Okay. So, which was kind of neat actually. For for context for anyone who's, who's listening, both me, I used to run an Alaska Guide Creations. Well, I still do. You kind of had some shit Vortex one um, that wouldn't fit the binos that you bought <laughs> off me. And we actually ordered new marsupial bino harnesses while we were sheep hunting isn't that funny too hey like the play i mean the place we were in first like at camp like what are the chances that we're gonna have just a like, bar of service i know like, in the middle and like just defeats the whole and you curve, walk right? like 300 meters in any direction and it fucking dies Should be saying that people are like what you're yeah, i know i know <laughs> like, <laughs> but, i was like why didn't you text me and i was like oh, i didn't uh, want to talk to anybody hunting leave me alone <laughs> yeah. yeah um but uh, no, i'm glad that harness worked out i'm trying to think of other that my tent was great my sleeping pad went flat it's a bummer. Yeah. And then they replaced it. Oh, I got the puffy pants from Kuyu. The Kuyu puffy pants. I had pants. the jacket on our hunt and then I yeah. got the puffy pants. Man, uh, when we were in the tent, we had, actually we use Hilberg's. Okay. Uh, the three mans. Yep. So, you know, you and the guide are sharing it or whatever. And then right. the hunter gets his own, whatever, right? But um, what I was doing is I was just, I'd have my sleeping bag like open. Yes. And I'd have to get up, you know, sometimes four or four thirty in the morning, depending on, you know, where the horses go and shit. I would just wear my puffies to bed, throw my sleeping bag. And I'd, you know, the booties with those pack boots, I'd wear yeah. those to bed, okay. to dry them out. And then I would literally just get up in the morning, slide into my boots and out the door. And it was awesome. You know, throw the rain gear on or whatever, but sure. it was, man, that stuff, like, I don't know what Kuyu's doing. Those, that down is unbelievable. Like, I, do their sleeping bags, is it the same down they use? I would assume so. Yeah, man. Even I was thinking like, if they just made a blanket, I'd buy it. Right. They'd be sweet, man. Cause that, oh, you, you just, you put it on and it's like instantly warm. Yeah. It's insane. Like, I, I don't know. I just big fan, huge fan of that. That's probably my favorite piece of gear I had was the, right. Was just while cold's getting too, right? Like it just. I've never actually worn puffy pants. I brought them on seven hunts oh, now so and I've comfy, never put man. them on, but I'm bringing, I'm bringing new puffy pants this time that Sika just sent over because I'm doing that. I'm bringing that arrow light mm -hmm. sleeping bag with the weird little, you know what? It will be tough on this hunt puffies though. Cause we are going to be wet. And that's why the, most of the puffy stuff I'm bringing is synthetic. Oh, Whereas yeah. normally most of the puffy shit I bring is down. Yeah. I'm going to just risk it. It's going to be wet as shit, man. I don't think it's going to be crazy, crazy cold. Do you know what I mean? Not there. Like it's, and where it's, we are, there should be some decent timber. So as long as we have a bit of a break every now and then we can just get a rip roaring fire going yeah, and dry I, everything I think out. That's the thing. Yeah. No, yeah. Good. Oh, I'm excited. So what, where are we now? Yeah. Okay. And what else about hunt? the sheep hunt? Anything, you know, well, I think we talked about in the video a bit, like for me, you know, being out and I have a story about this too, like, um, wrangling, like being out alone. Right. Haven't spent a lot of time alone in grizzly country. Right. Yeah. And that, so that hike for me was awesome. Cause it was just kind of like, all right, time to fucking man up, buddy. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> so, um, that was really, for me, that was all, that was a big thing I took away from the hunt was just like being comfortable. And like, we didn't even, I mean, we saw bear shit, but I mean, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't actually run into anything. No, I didn't even see any bears. And then, so wrangling, I don't know if I told you that. I think I did. I, you told me a little bits of it, throwing oh, the rocks. Man. Oh, dude. Yeah. So I had a grizzly at 15 yards. I thought, okay. So it was, it was like pitch black five in the morning. Right. I'm half asleep trying to find these damn horses. Right. And, and we're like, we're in like this just infested. 
this area we're in just infested with grizzlies, right? And like you can't shoot them anymore, so there's just more and more coming. Yeah. Like I don't get me started about that. But anyway, so I'm like on, you know, I'm walking on this mine road, and um, all of a sudden I see these eyes, and I have my headlamp on, luckily, so I can like see the eyes. And I thought it was a wolf at first, and that kind of popped up, and I'm like, oh, it's a black bear, no problem. Start okay. yelling at it. You know, fuck off, whatever. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, no. No, we can full blown, full blown oh, swearing okay. on here. <laughs> um, so then it starts kind of walking and it just kind of looks at me and just doesn't give a shit. And I'm like, oh, is that a cub? So I was kind of like, hmm. So I kind of just stood there for about five minutes and it, it kind of, you know, fucked off or whatever. So I'm walking this road and I see the eyes again kind of pop up. I'm like, this freaking thing's following me, man. Like, cause I, well, I was walking a good distance, right? Fall, like, three times came back. So I'm like, oh God, right? So I knew it wasn't a cub, but I was like, man, it's, 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 it wasn't huge, right? Like it wasn't a big freaking monster grizzly, right? So I was like, huh, this is kind of weird. And then eventually I was like on this road and there was like a bank and it was like 15 yards away from me, like one step and it was coming down, right? And I was Jesus. just like, I had my gun, right? But yeah. I was just like, man, like I didn't want to shoot it because that's a whole nother ball of wax, right? Like, yep. which I think is BS to be honest, because like now someone else is going to have to deal with that bear. It's yeah. not going to be me, but it's someone else is probably going to deal with that bear now. And it's like comfortable being around people. But anyway, yeah. yeah, I was like 15 yards and I was locked and loaded, ready. If it took one more step towards me, like it was, that was it. But luckily I was throw, I was literally throwing rocks at the damn thing to get it to go away. That's so, crazy. But I think part of the problem too is like in BC, like with this grizzly bear ban, like it's like before it was just like, I mean, not that I was, you know, I don't think I ever even bought a grizzly bear tag, but I, now I would just in case if I ran into one and it came at me kind of thing. So right. it's just like, yeah, cut and dry. Yeah. Nope. You got a tag. You're good kind of deal. Right. Yeah. Whereas like now it's like, man, like they're freaking everywhere, man. Like yeah. it's, um, I could go on about the whole grizzly thing. Like it just, oh, just, oh. anyway. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so that's my grizzly story. Yeah. So now I don't give a shit about grizzly bears. Like <laughs> I got one under my belt, you know, close yeah. to and now I'm like, oh, these things are fine. Like, oh. no, but I think for the most part too, a lot of people don't understand. Like they don't want to deal with us either. Like right. they're more scared of us than we are of them. Right. And I think too, like, as long as you're just like, what was really weird, my adrenaline, no kick, like no really? kick at all, even after. And I was like, man, huh? Too much dumb shit I did as a kid, I guess. Yeah, must be. I get a kick when I'm in the machine running a hoe and I'm like, you know, about to tip it. I get a pretty good adrenaline rush out of that, but yeah, nothing, man. So that was weird, but that's funny. <laughs> okay, so let's let's round out the the <laughs> sheep hunt. Of it's all good. <laughs> we food was good, gear was good. Mm -hmm. I mean, overall, it was an extremely like it was a good hunt. I thought it was a you very know, good hunt for like, being. And we talked about this too. Um, like what is success, a successful hunt to you? Yeah. And I mean, I, my idea was a little different cause you know, obviously I haven't killed a lot of shit. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, building, you know, building sure. your hunting resume or, you know, just getting better at hunting, I guess. And I think it was the experience too, right? Like I, I had a great time man. I yeah. thought I had a so blast I. and I mean, we didn't, we weren't successful, Yeah. you know, to a degree, but you know, I learned a lot and I had a great time. So, you know, I don't know. Onwards and upwards, man. And now we got a plan for next year at some point. Yeah, we do. We need to get on that actually. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, and then you had wrangling. So you, which you knew you were doing. I already knew. Yeah. But like kind of just before, right? It wasn't that long before. Well, I wasn't was supposed to go up. Yeah. Cause I was kind of like, I had all these hunts planned and stuff. And then they asked me to come in early. So I was like, you know what? I'm going like, I, yeah, this is going to be so fun. And, and you know, the other thing too, going sheep hunting for two weeks, it was like, I want to get back in the, back in the bush. Right. Like yep. it just, I knew it after our hunt. I was like, Oh, okay. Like, this is it. Like I, this is what I want to be a part of. Right. And, um, yeah. So I, I think we were back for a week or two and I just kind of 
cutting some loose ends up and getting that sorted out. And then, yeah, I just drove, yeah, I drove up North and man, oh, I just, I want to be back right now. Like, yeah. it's crazy. I don't know how to explain it, man. And people don't really understand it either. It's like, cause you're not really allowed a lot around a lot of people. And, yeah. um, it's definitely different, not for everyone. Like we had quite a few guys quit actually. So yeah. a lot of guys usually come up from New Zealand, right? And yep. because the border's closed, they can't. they can't. So they were, so I mean, I got in at a really good time. I would even say you would have had a harder time getting hired because have. they don't tend to like to hire BC no, residents. They do not. And, and I get it because, yeah. you know, you got, you're going to all the spots, right? And yeah. I mean, I made it pretty clear to them. I was like, I'm, I'm never going to hunt here. Like it's, yeah. this is, you know, my, my word's good and I'm not, you know, so, but that is a problem, right? That can be sure. a problem. Or if there's new management and then all of the, you know, and the guides don't come back, where do you think they're going to go hunt? Right. Yeah. Like it. So, um, and it's a business too, right? So you got to kind of respect the fact that it's a business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I literally couldn't have got in at a better time. Um, so really happy about that. And man, did I have a freaking blast. Like, oh, just so much fun, man. Like I, I don't even know where to begin. Like, so walk me, walk, because some people won't even know what wrangling is. And then like, basically so, I'm a, I'm a horse hunter. I just don't kill them. I'm just trying to find them right in the dark <laughs> as early as I can get up. <laughs> so that's another thing. So you're not allowed to tie up horses in big groups out in public land in Canada. I don't even know. I couldn't tell you. You're not. Okay. <laughs> um, and that, that's why you have to treat them the way that you, and it's because they do too much damage. So let's say you had four or five horses and you tied them up overnight in the same location. Gotcha, they would create a really big impact. Yeah. I, yeah, I can see why. But one yeah. horse or two horses just like randomly walking Crazy. around doesn't, it spreads it out, which is why it, were you allowed to hobble all of the horses or just one? No, we'd hobble. So you it, can, well, it depends, right? Like, I mean, um, okay. So like, you gotta so usually you have eight. We have eight horses in a string normally. Okay. I think the first string I was with, we had seven. Um, but like we have 190 head of horses. So okay. there's a lot of horses from this outfit, right? Yeah. So um we had yeah, so I had seven on that the, the first couple hunts there. And one of the horses uh, had a leg infection. So okay. it puts us down to six. And then another one was a colt. He couldn't ride. Okay. He was just a prick. I, I loved the guy, but oh man. Do you just use him to carry shit? Yeah, we could pack him. Okay. Yeah, he could pack, but he, I mean, we weren't going to get on him. Not right. in a bush like that. Maybe like back at the lodge, try it. But okay. I think actually he might've, my guy might've tried it when he got back. I don't know. I left, but anyway. So like the young, the young colt, we try to, we were trying to get him hobble trained, but he just cut the shit out of himself. And we had, we really? only had a few. So we usually used, I know this sounds bad, but you use chains. The older ones they don't cut themselves up as bad. Like okay. they, they're not, they kind of get it. They understand. And yeah. like, I mean, personally, I'd rather use the plastic ones. Cause then, um, it's just better for the horses, I think. But you know, there's 190 freaking horses. So you just, you use, when you're in the bush, you use what you got and, sure, and, sure. and shit breaks, whatever. Right. So the young horse was just, uh, it was, yeah, he just cut himself up bad. So we'd usually let him run free. Yep. He's fine. Um, and then one of the older ones with the leg infection, we just kind of let him run free and, um, now would you tie up one to use as a catch horse? No. Okay. Cause that's the other thing that I've, no. that I've read and heard is that what you're, you're allowed to tie up one and hobble the rest because then what you're, we could, you wake up in the morning, you jump on a horse, jump on one horse and yeah. use that one horse to catch no, the other horse. No, we are kind of deal is cause that horse is going to just lose it then. If he's okay. not like, it, it's, it's amazing. Like he I, wouldn't like being tied up. No. Well, not just that. Like he, it's his those are his homies, you know, like right, he right, doesn't right. want to, you know, or if, I mean, if it was a mare, if he tied a mare up all night, oh, they'd probably all stay. 
Right. They probably wouldn't even go out and graze. Gotcha. So like, it depends who you tie up and stuff, but no, like we, we would just kick them loose. And, um, like man, some mornings they'd be in the freaking pen li- licking the salt block. Yeah. Right. Like the first couple of days I started, I was like, this isn't that hard hundred yards down from the cabin or, you know, whatever. Right. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is, this is easy. And then it's like, oh no, no hour and a half. <laughs> And you got to cross the creek four times. Oh, great. Awesome. Love it. <laughs> and how are you finding them? They got bells on and shit or like. Yeah. So, well, and this is the kicker too. So I figured out a cheat for next year. Um, I'm going to, uh, so basically, yeah, they got bells and basically you're just like, if you see fresh, fresh horse shit, you kick it over. So, you know, it's, you know, that's like one of the tricks the guys were saying. Okay. Just so you know, it's not from the day before, or like the next day. Yep. Um, and yeah, like you have a couple, you'll put like a bell on like the leader, like okay. a couple of them. Um, I mean, those freaking bells can be loud though. So you almost feel bad for them too. Right. But, right. um, yeah, usually you throw a bell or two or three, it depends how many you have. Right. And, um, yeah, basically you're just kind of like, you know, like you kick them. Like if I was staying at like, let's say I was at the cabin and, and so we were kind of low on horses at that point. So I would, there's a couple, one hunt there where I only went out a couple times with the guide or else I'd just be chopping firewood, hanging out the cabin, fixing shit, making dinner, you know, all okay. that kind of crap. So if I was doing that, I wouldn't kick them loose till about three, four o'clock. Okay. Keep them in, give them grain in the morning and then, um, keep them kind of, they, you know, and they just go pass out in the pen, just sleeping and shit. It's pretty, pretty funny, actually. Just big puppies, man. Like it's hilarious, but sorry, I'm rambling again. But, um, so basically, yeah, I'd kick them loose three, four o'clock and then just kind of see, um, which direction they kind of go on. And if, where I was at that point, if they went one way or the other, it was like an hour one way or an hour and a half the other way Wow, in the morning. Yeah. And it's nothing you can do and you're crossing the Creek no matter what. So, okay. Yeah. And so you just kind of got to know, like, this is where these guys go. If yeah. they're not here, they're well, over and there. Those horses, like, so like those horses are so used to that area. They right. know where the good feed is. Like those horses have been going there for years. You know what I mean? So right. like they're, they're, they're good. Like, it, like they know, like you can literally, you'll be hunting with them and stuff and you can literally just throw the reins and like, they'll take you home. Like they know where they're going. Right. So, which is pretty quick, like pretty nice. Right. Especially yeah. when it's pitch black and you're trying to get back, you know? Um, so that's really nice, but yeah, no. So basically, yeah, no, you kick them loose three, four o'clock and then, um, yeah, hopefully you can tell which way they go. And then yeah, in the morning you're just like, okay, well I'm going that way or I'm going that way. And hopefully I'm right. And a couple of times I was wrong. So yeah, yeah, that sucked, but you know, it's all part of the fun. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, so walk me through some of the hunting without getting like super specific. I mean, it's pretty much sheep and goat, mostly what you're going after. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it depends on the hunt too, right? Like, I mean, I got bumped into, um, the sheep, which was really one of the wranglers quit. So I got bumped up into that hunt, which was really okay. cool. Um, so I got, I learned a lot, man. Like in the guide I was with Ben, he awesome guide, man. Um, funny enough, actually, we had the same carpentry instructor. He's from Chilliwack originally. No shit. And yeah, I know it's a small freaking world, man. But anyway, he actually has his own pack horses okay. that he brings and his horses, man. Like we had good horses, but like these are his personal horses, right? And man, they're like, oh, they they were awesome, just awesome. But when we were hunting there, like, um, if the horses went by our camp, they were going home. Like they were gonna six hours gone. So we were getting up at like twelve a.m., three a.m., like the middle of the night, and it was so funny. He like he's such a good guide, man. He would hear bells while he's sleeping, wake up. And just out the freaking tent. And like, this is my job, right? So I'm like, he's like, Spence, get up. And we're like, well, we're midnight wrangling. You're, so we're running out, chasing the horses back the other way to go. Cause we're trying to push them towards the water okay. and stuff. Cause if they go the other way, that's like a six hour hike for us to go find them and then come all the way back with them. And then, you know, so like, oh man, it, it's, oh yeah, no, it was, 
hilarious, man. But, um, but yeah, so with the hunting, yeah, no, it was, um, yeah, I got to do a sheep hunt, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, learned a lot and, um, yeah, no, man, it, it's, uh, having horses, like I, I, oh, the, like just the areas you can get into Yeah. because like, you're not busting yourself. And then, so like, you're just like primed and ready to go when you're like at this, like it, it's, it, it, I think it makes such a, you're at such a huge advantage, I think. Well, I think that's a great example, man, because by the time we actually got into the prime sheep hunting area, we beat the shit out of ourselves well, for five straight days. Can you imagine being able to carry a, like a freaking wall tent or a TV yeah. wood stove, like all this crap in there? I mean, it was August. We'd probably need a stove, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. all that gear where we, yeah. where we could have set up and it's like, oh, now we hunt. Yeah. Rather than like busting, was it five, six days we wasted just freaking hiking around? 100%. So yeah, no big, big fan of horses now. I think they're freaking awesome. <laughs> That's so, awesome. But, uh, how long were you, were you in for? What was I? So it's gotta be close to six weeks. Yeah. But like I, I did, I think it was about three weeks. So I did one, two, three, I did three hunts and I didn't come out for like those three hunts. And then I came back to like the lodge for a day and we regrouped with a hunter and then went back in. Okay. Um, so I want to say it was like probably 20, oh, 20 days, maybe I think straight. And then, and then, so basically kind of what happens, right? Like once, once you get towards the end of the season, um, it's kind of like cleaning up. Okay. You're kind of cleaning up hunters, right? So like we were, we were actually literally, me and, me and um, the guy that I was with, we were driving. We were just would put our packs on to go scout for another hunter that was out with another guide. And we get the message like, yeah, he got one. So it's like, all right, sweet. We're going back to the lodge. Okay. <laughs> Let's go get some beer, right? No. But um, so yeah, like it, it, towards the end of the season, you're coming back and forth out of the lodge all the time, just because like, you know, unless you're on a hunt, right. you're just helping all the other guides and stuff out, which is, okay. which is awesome. Right. Like it, it big help. Right. Um, but, um, but yeah, so I, I think it was about, I want to say 20 days straight. And then, and man, well, it was so like, it's so hard to explain, but you're just at such peace with everything yeah and it's like so stress-free it's not but it is like it's weird like you're you know you're getting up early every morning you're you're not going to bed till late you know but like so i mean you're not sleeping a ton but like it, it's just oh man it was such a break from uh i guess the city right and it was really refreshing i thought i've always said too it's just like hunting man it's the simplicity that makes it attractive like yeah. it's not easy per no. se but you're only worrying about like one or two things well, it's like Today I need to get up there. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> and that's literally it. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, maybe that's what it is. Just how simple everything is. And um, yeah, I don't know, man. It just, oh, I just wish I was back already. I'm just, yeah, well, definitely been struggling. A with couple that. days, man. We're out of here. I can't wait, man. Yeah, same. Oh, yeah. No. I'm actually fairly well prepared this time too. There's going to be no midnight packing and forgetting binoculars <laughs> and other. <laughs> <laughs> various horse oh, shit. I did that too though. I left my freaking binos in the truck when I left. We were just pissing down rain. Like like the like our like like the um when I was wrangling. Really? Yeah, I got him back though, but it was just like you idiot. Just left him rain on the guy's truck. Like no it, shit. It, it, yeah. Well I, I hopped out because it was pissing down rain to, to we were loading trucks and yep. left him out. Idiot. But anyway, it's all good. Worked out. But um oh what was I gonna tell you? Oh yeah. So first day Show up first day. This is actually really funny. Show up first day and um, there's a 12-year-old girl from Texas okay. doing her sh sheep slam. That is so crazy. Insane, right? Like insane, okay? So well, I literally watched a video of her just starching a grizzly at like 750 yards, just down. It was in Alaska or something. But anyway, so she's there for her uh, 
she's there for her uh, Grand Slam. And um, so two of the guides come to pick us up where we were going. It was about, I don't know, four and a half, five hour ride to, to the to where kind of the cabin was or whatever where okay. the camp was. So they bring this uh, they bring this this fjord horse. It's like a smaller horse basically. Okay. Um, not a midget, but kind of it's a smaller horse. And they brought it for her. Okay. Well, it turns out she's this ace rider from Texas. So guess who gets to ride the midget? <laughs> the midget. <laughs> gets better. So we're crossing creeks and stuff. Yeah, my feet. This is like my second second time on a horse, right? Like I'm like, oh yeah, I've been on a horse a couple times, you know. I know what I'm doing, kind of know what I'm doing, you know. No, right? And um, I'm literally I got my feet on the saddle and I'm getting water just up my ass. Like it was freaking cold, man. And this is like the first day, right? And yeah. it's like pit- so you can't say shit. Oh well, and I mean I love that shit. I yeah, love it, right? <laughs> but no, it was hilarious, right? And then I was leading a horse. Um, uh, like one of the other guides, his personal horse. So I had I had horses from different strings. Okay. So I'm being cocky. I'm on my phone taking pictures and shit. I'm like, oh, this is easy. You know, this is no problem. Well, the one behind me bit mine on the ass, started bucking. Dude, freaking yard sale, man. Like just eight. And then it took off too. And luckily I got my foot out of the stirrup in time. Dude, just gone. And then the, ho- the horse that bit the one I was on, just standing there with me, just looking up, like just looking at me like, idiot. <laughs> like, you can't make this shit up, man. But yeah, no, it was so funny though. And I'm just, I'm like on the ground laughing and everyone's like, are you okay? Like, cause we had hunters with us too, right? They right. saw the whole thing. Like, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. No, it was pretty funny though. But that damn horse, but, um, oh, what else I can say? Oh yeah. So with horses too, like when you can't find them, right. That's, that's fun. So one day we did, I think it was 27 kilometers looking for these damn horses, man. And the guide ended up doing more because he went a different way. And then he ended up tracking them. So he ended up doing like 33K and brought them back. And, oh, man, dude, like just nuts. Like it was a long freaking day. And it was like the last day too. Wow. Yeah. So that was that was fun. But, um, yeah, good times. That was actually the same day in the morning. I had that running with the Grizzly. Same morning. So that was just a shit day. Yeah, that's a hell of a day. Yeah, it was a good day. But, um, and then what else? Was, yeah, so that was the biggest uh, – Probably the most hiking I did okay. in one day was that twenty. It was twenty seven k. It's kind of hard to beat that, man. That's a lot of hiking. It was a lot of hiking, man. And then um, the most I did on a horse in a day was forty. I did forty three k on a horse. Yeah, that was a long freaking day, man. And I had like a I had to load all my shit in my pack to go meet another guide. Okay. And then so for about three, so do you wear a pack when you're on a horse, or do you put the pack on the horse? No. So okay. So like if you're going out to go hunt, your pack's pretty light. Right, okay. like you're not packing much. What do you pack? Your lunch, you know, maybe your pad to sit on or whatever, and yeah. your, you know, your your um, tripod, whatever. So it's like I don't know, what's that? Twenty five pounds, I want to say. Sure. I don't know. Um, and then I'd bring that Helinox chair, yeah, because I'm a good wrangler, you know. Bring it for the bring it for the client, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're calling me a gear nut, and I'm like, I am not a gear nut. But some of these guys are just you've like, been hanging out with me too much I already. Think apparently, I have been. Yeah, yeah. Know, but uh, so thanks, but. Um, <laughs> No, so um, you would just wear it normally. If you're okay. packing in, like if you're pa- like if, if you're taking the whole string packing in somewhere, you're not wearing a pack though. Okay. I mean, unless you have a small one or something where you want to, but I mean, there's no point. It's all loaded on the horses. Pack it and, yeah, no, throw it on. And, yeah. Especially because you're you know, like, you're leading three, you know, you got, you're on a horse and you're leading two. So it's like having a pack on would be kind of a pain in the ass. Gotcha. That makes um, sense. The hunter might though, right? Like the hunter might want to have it, but um, oh, I was going to say something, but um, shit. I interrupted you. What the fuck were we talking about? That's ah, fine. 
I'll figure it out later. I'm sure it'll come back up. The longest day riding a horse. Yeah. 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 So, oh yeah. So I had about three or four hours where I had my pack with all my shit. Cause I had to go meet this guy, right. Meet this other guide. And man, that was a freaking rough. I was on, well, the horse, so the horse that had its leg infected, it was getting better. And I didn't want to kind of cripple my, my other guide cause he was already down a horse. So I was like, okay, I'll take, and this, this horse's name was fool. <laughs> So you can figure that out, right? Yeah. It, the name makes sense. Man, they just he, he's not too old, but man, just what a ride, man. Long ride with a freaking heavy pack on like that and just slow and like, oh, my back was just killing me out. Like that was worse than freaking hike, man. Yeah. Like in that water up. Like, How are your knees, man? Because that's what got sore on me and I don't know. Riding like, horses? 100%, bro. Man, you know what, man? Everyone was like, oh, your ass is going to be so sore. Uh, it was my knees, man. They hurt I was so fine. bad. No, I was, I didn't actually, like, I wasn't that bad. Like, I mean, okay. you get a little bit sore and stuff, but like even that day, like it wasn't, I, I don't know, maybe I'm young enough where it just doesn't affect sure. me. But I mean, I think too, you got to make sure your, your saddle set up, right? Because if it's not set up right, like, yeah, if your legs are hanging down and you're not able to like, you know, push off your stirrups, like you're going to get sore right. for sure figured that one on the first day. Okay. Maybe that but, was what my problem was. Yeah. No, you definitely got to set it up right. But, um, no, I, I didn't, I, I didn't, everyone was like, your ass is going to be so, wasn't yeah. that bad. Wasn't okay. that bad. Interesting. Yeah. So, but, um, but yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? You going back next year? hundred oh, percent. I'm going to go back in like July. Are you? Oh, hundred percent. Like I'm going early. Yeah. No, I'm, I had such a good time, man. And like, it just, I think it like showed me a lot too, just about like, what's what I think is important now. And, right. um, as much as I hate to say it, I just being a slave for some company, like, and being a number, I'm just, I'm over it. Like, I just can't, um, I don't know, maybe I'll sell my soul later in a couple months here, but I will make some more money, but no, like I, I just, it was so, uh, I'm in my forties. I've gotten pretty good at selling my soul, yeah. but it lets me do some pretty cool shit. That's, that's the trade-off, right? It's like, it really is, man. You can get passion or money it, it, when you're very, very lucky. The two, and I'm kind of kidding. I like what I do for a living, but it's not hunting. No. And, like if you ask me what I want to do when I wake up in the morning, it's like, I want to go to the mountains and try to kill shit. Well, And, and like, oh, it's like this obsessive thing inside. Yeah, man. It's like, and that was what was so cool. It's like, man, I'm getting paid to be out here. Like yeah. I'm not pulling the trigger, but I don't give a shit. Like yeah. I'm out here doing what I want to do, you know? And like, oh, it was just so, I finally found that thing, you know? And it's, yeah, yeah. I mean- a lot of people are like, well, why the hell would you go do that? And it's like, I don't really care what you think. Like, <laughs> this is what I like doing now and, and, um, get paid to do it. Right. And, and, you know, I mean, oh yeah, I could go on for hours about it. Like I, I wish, like I was actually, when I was out there, I was like, I'm going to go to New Zealand and go guide for right. like, cause you know, there's seasons. They're flip. opposite. Yeah. yeah. Then I, there was actually a Kiwi up there and he's like, no, nah, dude, the border's closed, border's closed, bud. Nice try. Yeah. Right. So I was like, shit. But, um, so has he just been stuck over here the whole time? Well, he's, is he doing, and he's doing his permanent residency, okay. so he can't go home. Gotcha. But even in, apparently New Zealand, because we had two um, helicopter pilots staying at the lodge okay. um, for the, the mine. And um, they were telling me, like, one of them was going home, but it's like a lottery system to go, like, to, to go into New Zealand. Really? Yeah, like, it's really tough getting in there right now with COVID, because you have to, like, um, I could be just completely botching this too, but from my understanding... You have to like apply and they only pick so many people that okay. can come in. So, and it's a huge hassle apparently. So that's crazy. Man. Yeah. Months in advance, you got to do it. And it's just so fun. They're finally opening up the American border. Yeah. I'm pumped. On the eighth. Yeah. I can finally get my deer mount shipped oh, up. Shit, it's going eh? right here. Yeah. No, I'm going to probably order that seek outside tent now. Oh yeah. So Cause like, now you can just drive over and pick it up. Yeah. I got a bunch of stuff I've been kind of holding off. I'm sick of paying duty for shit, man. 
Yeah. Well, and the other nice thing about this too, I think I told you my parents have that place down the States there. It's like oh, yeah, a yeah, yeah. trailer park thing or whatever. They got a yep. nice thing to set up there, but, um, signed up for ground school, doing my pots license. Crazy. Finally said, screw it. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be cheap, but, um, and I told you too, my old man finally got his plane going again. Yep. Not that he'll ever let me fly that thing, let alone touch it. <laughs> but Hey, I mean, it, you know, maybe he lets me go fly with him if I'm, yeah. you know, certified. <laughs> so what are you going to do to get your hours? Are you just going to rent? No. Okay. No. So that's kind of the tricky part. So I figure, okay, if I do my ground school, then maybe the old man will, you know, yeah. hey, let's go flying for the day. And those are ours. Yeah, so, for sure. Right? For sure. Um, I, I thought that idea of like dudes chipping in on like a cheap shitty one. That's what my dad Just to do yeah, your hours. Well, and he said like a 150 or like a 172, something like that. Like a Cessna, it would be perfect. But like the thing too, man, that shit is not cheap. No, especially man. right now. Like they're at a freaking premium. And Everything seems to be at a premium. But he did say to me, he's like, you know, the way to do it is you find a group of guys that you trust. Yeah. <laughs> and then you all chip in with a plane. And and, and then, cause then you're saving fuel, you're saving, um, like it's just so much easier apparently than renting a freaking plane. Yeah. And you could like, things keep their value, man. Even if oh. nobody wanted oh, it when no, you're done, no. you just you're, sell it and split your cash. You could, yeah, no, you'd be fine. But, yeah. um, but no, I just kind of got to the point where I've been like trying to do it for so long. And I was just like, you know what, if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. So, oh, so my point was, yeah, I'm going to go probably go down to the States okay. and just go freaking live down there because with the COVID shit and having yeah, to yeah, yeah. have a test and stuff. So I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just go down there because there's Wi-Fi down there. Just yeah. go down there, focus on uh, getting that. It's like 50 or 60 hours online. You can do it. And you can just do it online. Anyway. Yeah. The ground school okay. portion anyway. And then um, figure get that done. And then um, I'll... Um, just go ski every day at Baker because Baker Mount Baker's right there. Right. It's about 40 minutes, I think from their place. So kind of thinking that's what I'll do for the winter. Badass. Be a bum. Badass. <laughs> okay. So we don't want to be at this all day. Anything else you want to cover on, on wrangling before we skip over to the mule deer hunt? Oh man, here, let me oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, check I, some I, notes. Yeah, I need to check some notes here. Sorry. No, um, no, please do, man. No, there, uh, oh, there was something I wanted to talk about. Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, I have definitely stepped where no one else has stepped before. Like I have been, and like, this okay. is, this is what I want to talk to you about. Cause I think this is really neat. And uh, like a lot of other podcasts talk about that and like stepping where no man stepped before. Sure. I a hundred percent have stepped where no one stepped before. Like okay. there's basins I was in that no, like no names, no nothing, man. Right. And I mean, we probably did even on our sheep hunt, although, I mean, there was a little more traffic on definitely probably more, but Man, just the idea, because so I bought that um, Daniel Boone book, the audio book. Yeah. That we talked about this. Yeah. And then, um, you know, Clay Newcomb had that that series or whatever. Yeah. So I was like full on in that. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. Before, like, and then I'm like listening to it while I'm out in the bush and I'm just like thinking I'm this bush man, right? Yeah. And then, no, like it was really cool because I was just like, man, like looking around, it's like no one, no one had any reason to be up here. Like there's no way someone's up here or would come up here. So that the idea of like being where no one else has been, I think it's really neat. And hundred um, percent, man. And like, I'd almost like, and this kind of comes back to like just me going on the sheep hunt. Right. And not really like, I knew I wasn't shooting anything with you guys. Like yeah. there's no chance, there's no chance. Um, just like this kind of like traversing, like rather than doing a straight hunt and coming in and out, it's like, man, it'd be really cool to just go on a trip and like, yeah, like go see some shit and like work your way towards somewhere. And you know what I mean? Rather than going in and out. And that's kind of what's, 
I was thinking about that when you said that. Cause yeah, like go, rather than, yeah, going in and out, man, like just, I feel like you see way more shit Yeah, when you're, you know what I mean? Because you're, I mean, half the time you're going back to what you've already seen. And if you're know. coming and here's the thing, I, I think there's like a dead zone, especially in British Columbia, because like, like, let's admit it. We're pretty much talking about Northeastern Rockies yeah, right, right Rockies, now for, yeah. for the most part. Yeah. And I have found in my experience, I've been up in that area three times now, there's a pretty significant dead zone close to the roads. Oh yeah. Within like, I would say like multiple miles and multiple hours, mm -hmm. just because like the same areas have been hit yeah. time and time again. And yeah. dude's got horses and dude's got jet boats. And it's like, there's just these dead zones literally for your first day. Yeah. You're not going to run into much no. until you get into those deeper sections. So it's not even like the in and out is like productive. Mm -hmm. I've been in areas like hunting in the States where like the in and out is like, you're hunting from the moment you get out of the truck. Yeah. So even if you're bivy hunting in and out, those are still productive hmm. like walks. Interesting. Whereas I would say in Northern BC, it's not the case, man. Like no, you're I not seeing shit no. until you get into like the, the deeper kind of back country. I would agree with that. Yeah, Definitely. So that's the other reason why I think minimize that dead time. Only do that walk once. Yeah. And then once you get in and you're doing your big circuit, that's productive the whole time. Yeah, I know for sure. Yeah, I know. We need to talk about this and figure this out. Because I'll def so what I'll do is um I'm gonna probably go up in July, go okay. work up there, and then I'm just gonna tell them like, dude, I need I'm taking 14 days off. Like right. I'm I'm I gotta get my own hunting or I'm gonna go mental, right? Like yeah. but um which would be nice too, because I'm already up there. Yeah. So I mean, not quite the same area, but you know what I mean. I'm I'm up up there. Yeah. Leave it at that. But, um, yeah, no, I don't know. And like, I was talking to my old man too. I was like, yeah, so, you know, you're gonna be fine then. Like, what's the deal? You know, <laughs> I'm trying to like grease the wheels. Right. So, but, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, that'd be, that'd be perfect really. Yeah. Um, it is far to fly though. I think it's like six hours, Yeah, which isn't that bad when you think about the 20 hour drive. Well, and that dude we ran into on the way home who had flown from like Oh, fucking Alaska yeah, down no, to like those, those guys North are Carolina nuts, or some shit in that oh, little plane. Man. Uh, man, I think this whole, like this whole bush plane thing, man. Oh, yeah. I'm just so intrigued by it. Like, yeah. oh, I would love to start flying, man. And, and doing that. I mean, you gotta be yeah. commercially rated then, which right. as we know, a lot of guys aren't, but yeah, um, we, don't, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah. We don't need to talk about that. But, um, so my outfit I worked for legit commercially yeah. rated, like legit, everything on the up legit. and up. And I think he's like the only one, right. to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of dudes doing shit. Man, I, on the I was hearing guys there. with student licenses up in the Yukon yeah. flying game meat and stuff. Like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. so I mean, uh, whatever. I mean, but uh, it is what it is. But, but anyway, yeah, I know that's kind of, I was, I'm getting really intrigued by this whole bush flying thing. Yeah. I think it's a great, it's a great way to stay in the game too, because it's like, you don't want to get paid for your body your whole life. This was my problem with tree planting. I love being in the bush, but I was just getting paid for my back and your back. Dude, that's like the railway. And that's why I got yeah. into engineering. Cause it's like, well, okay, well at least I can get paid for my mind. Yeah. And I think the same thing is true with hunting. If you like being out there and doing that stuff. And I'm, and that was the other thing with tree planting. There was lots of helicopter pilots. So mm -hmm. something I'd always kind of considered mm -hmm. doing, cause it was another way to stay in that. You You're know, in it still. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And you could kind of start doing your own thing too. You don't, you're not so much of an employee and you could be a contractor. You could work for a couple that's different kinda, dudes, that's where write I'm, your yeah. own kind of check type of deal. And then too, like, you know, six months out of the year, you're not working because you can't, yeah. you're not, you know, you're not hunting or whatever. So it's yeah. like, you can do other things too, you know? So, um, yeah, no, I'm not going all in, but I'm very, 
I think you're at a good stage of your life too. Like I'm kind of committed to a couple of things and it's hard for me to like hit reset, mm-hmm. but like, you don't got a lot of commitments, man. No. And you got it, a couple bucks in your pocket. You yeah. don't got a lot of monthly expenses. Like if you're going to do shit like that, now is the time to do shit like And that. I totally agree, man. And like, that was the thing too. Like I, you know, my trucks paid off, you know, uh, you know, student loans paid off. Like I, so I'm like debt free and it's so, man, I think that's a reason. I think I said this when we were hunting too. It's like, it's so nice being out and not having like this stress of debt. And I think a lot of people my age, you know, I'm going to be 26 in a week here, a week or two. But um, I think like a lot of people have, I know this probably has nothing to do with hunting, but I think a lot of people my age have a ton of stress because it's like paycheck to paycheck. They have student loans, truck payment. Like, man, the fact you can go into a dealership, like an 18 year old or 19 year old kid can go walk into a dealership and buy a $60,000 vehicle. I think that is just freaking bananas, man. Like, I think that's ridiculous. Cause it's like at 18, 19, you don't know what the hell you're doing. Yeah, for and, sure. And it's just like, yeah, sign here. Yeah. You know, eight years. Yeah. No problem. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, uh, I think that's a crime in itself. But anyway, that's. <laughs> I think it's interesting, man. And I talk about shit. I just did a fucking episode on crypto because I still think, I, I, I think if you want to hunt more, it's a, it's a deeper conversation than just how do you get more time off work? You have to actually look at like actual lifestyle design. Like how can you create that opportunity in 100%. your own life? Yeah. And I mean, that's why I was like, yeah, I'm not hunting. I love like, I don't like, it's weird. Cause like I loved hunting, but I didn't hunt that much. Right. And, but I was like obsessed with it. So I was like, okay, I just need to go work somewhere for, and to see what, it, you know, see if I'm like, all right. Do I still feel the same way? And yeah, no, like tenfold. Like I freaking just love it. Like I could go live in the bush for six months if I had to. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you don't know until you try it. Right. hundred percent. And that was like, even, you know, I've been talking to some of the guys I was up there with and it's like, man, dude, I don't want to be back. Like I want to go back to, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's, well, it's, this is why you see guys like uh feed the horses for the winter or like they just want to stay in there. Yeah. Man. There's guys trapping. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I thought about that, but figured I should get my shit together before I, yeah. And we got to go kill some mule deer. That's the other thing too. It's like, I got a lot of hunting. I got to get done. So. Okay. So, so on that note, we're heading out. I think the best thing to do is head out super early Sunday morning. I don't care. We I don't want to worry about sleeping in the back of the truck. We can grab breakfast on the road, the whole nine yards. We're going out for about a week. Um, neither of us have been to this area before. No, I've been to the trailhead, but I have not been up the trail. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty classic late season Alpine yeah. mule deer hunt. Spot and stock, big country, steep country, kind of, is it kind of open back in there? Like it's parkland-ish? You know, I, I really don't know. From what I understand, there's, <laughs> I know it's a good spot. <laughs> there's, there's opening areas. And I think yeah. there's a couple of different options as far as like, we're basically going to be running, like go in as deep. It was funny. Somebody just sent me a text and I think some dude I don't even know wants to lend us a fucking sawtooth and stove. No shit. I think That'd they just literally, some guy just sent me an email oh, while really? we were doing this okay. and said, call me as soon guy, as possible. I'll buy that guy. A case he's, he's an Alder Grove and he fucking, oh, no shit. and he might lend us his sawtooth. Oh, you know, and, I'm right there. So and, <laughs> yeah, we're going to, we're going to call him as soon as this podcast yeah. is over. Cause with the rain that's on the way and the fact that there's two of us and we're going in really far and probably setting up one stationary camp. I mean, a teepee and a stove is the shit, man. man. For this type of a hunt. I like, don't get me wrong. I'm all for roughing it, but if you don't have to rough it, (laughs) well, there's different, I mean, most people would still consider a teepee and a stove roughing it, but there's different degrees (laughs) of roughing it. Yeah, no, fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) But I mean, the thing too, you get a tent, you just have a stoke and fire and you know, I mean, you get warm, right? I'm not really worried about that, but no, it, it is nice. Like, you know, drying your, 
drying your boots and shit out at night. I mean, if it, if we can get it, people don't understand the, like the wet, even the wet we had on the sheep hunt. It's like, it's really hard to get dry, especially when it's cold. Cause even if the rain stops, that moisture doesn't go anywhere when it's cold. And that's why too, like you gotta start stuffing your bag with your stuff or you're just not doing yourself any favors. Right. And you've talked about that quite a bit. And I mean, I'm such a proponent of that too. Like you have to like, you have to just get, I get in soaking wet. wet, Yeah. No, you have to clothes, everything. And then by like two, three o'clock in the morning, everything's dry. Even just like when you like go to glass for a bit and you're like soaking wet and sweat. Yeah. Like put your freaking puffies on now. Like, like a hundred percent. Oh man. I just saw some funny, funny shit with hunters and stuff. Just like, (laughs) it's, it's weird, man. The lessons that you got to learn. Cause I remember I used to, I used to take off my wet stuff and I was like, well, that's wet for the rest of the hunt. Yeah. Cause like, I don't want to put it back on cause it's all clammy and it's like, you got to wear that shit. I think you just get comfortable doing it too. When you do it enough times, you're just like, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to be like uncomfortable for a bit. I'm going to push through this cause there's something on the other side of it that's worth but getting But you know to. it's worse if you don't. Yeah. So you just have to like man up and just get it done. But I mean- 100%. Talking about wet clothing, big whip, you know. <laughs> I can shut you down though too, man. You know what I mean? If you look at- Well, like, okay, for instance, yeah. Like if we go on this hunt and it starts snowing- Yeah. Which it is- I it mean, is it probably will. Predicted that we were going to see snow. So it's like if you're wet and then it starts snowing and yeah. shit starts, you know, like, I mean, that. that's why I like yeah. having that tent- yeah <laughs> or having that stove man it's like uh, you know but now uh, we'll see what happens we'll give him we'll give him a call give, back give for sure oh yeah <laughs> the podcast might have just paid off for the first time in a year <laughs> oh that's funny so um i guess gear wise like what do you uh well okay we'll tent and we'll figure that out i guess a lot of the same stuff you had on the sheep honey yeah so like maybe maybe it's more interesting to say like what's different okay so instead of bringing my down quilt I'm going to bring the Sitka synthetic that, arrow light, the, arm the weird thing with yeah, the arms yeah, okay. and the, yep. Sweet. And then instead of bringing my stone glacier down puffy and down pants, I'm bringing the Sitka arrow light jacket and the hybrid down pants. I think they're like 50% down, 50% synthetic yeah. and they're only three quarter length. It's a good call though what it's going to be. And the idea with those is I think you're kind of supposed to wear them to bed because the arrow light is only good to 30 degrees Fahrenheit, which might be like zero, hmm. I think. Um, or something like that. Like it's not a super warm bag. Hmm. And I think you're kind of, kind of what you were saying, you left it a little bit open and you wore your puffy shit oh, to bed. No, it was like open, open, <laughs> all the way open. Yeah. yeah. No, no. So that's kind of my plan. Cause I've also got in there and when I zip the arrow light right up, it's too tight. So I think I'm gonna have to wear my puffy and open the armholes gotcha. and just stick my arms mm-hmm. out the holes. So I'm bringing that. What else is different? Food is pretty much, you get your food ready yet? No, uh, well, yeah, like, because I was messing around in region three there this last week. But okay. yeah, I got a bunch of stuff. Uh, I have all my food. I just need to like organize it actually, a little better. Actually like, yeah, put it but, together. Well, actually I have most of it put together actually. But I was going to say, Mr. Noodles, throw those in your peak. Oh yeah. Or your mountain house. Dude, right. Oh my God. It's so good. <laughs> I've heard oh. other people put extra Idahoan mashed potatoes in there as well. Oh, like the, the instant like, ones? That you just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you just put in more water and you got a lot more carbs. Yeah, no. What's well, like with the Mr. Noodles? Ah, oh, man, it's so, dude, it's so good. Okay, that's good to know. I, I like that too. I a lot of that shit too. Like just. I made my own breakfast this time. You did, eh? I'm going to do a little video on it. I bought Harvest Crunch cereal. No shit. Dried cranberries. And then instead of powdered milk, I just put protein powder. No shit. Chocolate peanut butter protein powder. Yeah, I need to like. And it was like, it worked out to like a buck 50 a breakfast. No and those peak refuels are delicious, but they're like fucking $8. I know. And it's like, come on, guys. It's a little bit of granola with some berries. I know. I always add extra granola in mine too. Yeah. And I heat mine up. 
against country. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not, not I, a, I like the cold granola in the morning. I, I don't know why. Man, why? Maybe, well, it was not a cold hunt for starters. Maybe on this hunt, I will change my mind. I just, oh, I love waking up just in the sleeping bag, turning the jet boil on, have yeah. it all ready to go. And oh, are you going to, there's no point bringing two stoves, right? I don't know how much coffee we're going to drink. I mean, probably a lot of coffee. I've I'm, been drinking a shit ton of coffee. I brought four Vias per day. I, you know what I've been doing? I've been mochas. Yeah. Big mocha fan now. Like yeah. Huge mocha fan. I know a lot of people who do, will also do a scoop of pro, chocolate protein powder. Oh, that's actually a good with, idea. Uh, for, because it's basically a mocha. Yeah, yeah. I know Snyder's a big fan of that. Sure. I'm bringing the MSR reactor and one, the, the medium fuel canister, which I think will be plenty you know for I'll six or seven days. I'll probably bring my Jetboil. Yeah, I got a sure. Nemo. I, I bought one. For, okay. Yeah. Um, just so like, I don't because if we split it's up- It's also too, not a bad idea you know to have a spare. If we split up and I want to have a coffee. It's like, true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. And I don't, like I added up all my stuff and I should be at 65 pounds. Like because we're only going in for seven days, I don't think we're going to be super heavy. And I'm no. going a little bit lighter on the camera gear. I'm only going to bring one lens and I don't have my spotter. I shipped it in for service. We don't even really bother. That's that. what I was thinking. It's mule deer too, That's man. Like 15, as long as it's man, a four by four, good. let's party. <laughs> like I don't really give a shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're not counting rings. Uh, Somebody oh. just emailed me too and they were going to lend me their spotter. And I'm like, I kind of just don't want to bother with nah, the weight. I don't think we need with to. With the filmmaking, it kind of sucks because it's nice to have the phone scope footage of the animals, but so be it. If I don't have any phone scope footage, I do have a phone scope attachment for your. Oh, really? Because they used to be my 15s. Right, true, yeah. So I'm going to, I think, if I can remind you know myself, yeah. I'm going to bring that. I'll text you. I'll try to remind because that actually would be a bad idea. Yeah, and it goes on pretty easy, and at least then we can get a little bit of field footage yeah, yeah, of, yeah. Some, of some animals. I was going to say, I did get a new scope for my gun. That's right. You I, did yeah, get a I new scope. We both got old. new scopes. I didn't have time to put oh, mine on. Eh? Oh no. man, I was trying to sight it in the other day. I kind of like messed my peck up. It's not bad. Like I'm, it's, I'm fine. But okay. shooting, man. Oh my freaking god, that was fun. Got a lead sled though. Luckily, but then I was like, did you? Yeah. Well, I just to get it fucking all sorted. Yeah. Out, right? But then obviously you got to shoot without a lead sled. Like you know. Yeah. Oh man, just killing myself. But no, dude, man, a freaking sweet scope, man. Awesome. Awesome scope. Yeah. No, I was freaking happy. So. That's sweet. It's nice when it just works, you know, yeah. when shit works. And I like bang the shit. I freaking put my rifle like last week on my tailgate and then walk away. I know right? where this is going. Shut my tailgate and just bang. Yeah. But you know what? No problems. Zero held. Yeah. No, yeah, it was good. So sweet. Happy. But uh, dumb shit. And I literally bought it knowing it's going to get shit kicked anyway. Yeah. Right. Because if I go take, if I take that wrangling or whatever, but. But um, no, I think the play though is I need to get an extended stock okay. for that Colt 45. Yep. That's going to be the cowboy gun for sure. No. Right. Like, that gun was well, a What did everybody hit. think about that thing that up thing there? That thing was a hit. They loved it, Everyone didn't they? wanted to freaking buy it, man. I'm yeah. like, nope. And it was sick because I would take that Kafaru, um, the guide lid in the morning, yeah. throw all my uh, halters in there. Yeah. And then the gun, I would just slip behind, tighten okay. her up when I'd ride. Because because so, actually I didn't really explain, I should probably explain this. So when I would go catch horses, I'd have to ride one bareback all the way back, okay. like an hour and a half or whatever it ended up being. So, and then I'd have, you know, I'd have my bag and my throw my gun in there, whatever. I mean, some guys would just carry bear spray. I don't frick. I do not believe in bear spray. I hate bear I spray. I put bear spray in the back of my backpack, hoping a freaking bear is going to bite it when I get mauled. <laughs> right. Because it's fucking useless, yeah. I think, anyway. Um, I've seen more people hurt themselves with bear spray than I've seen people help dude, themselves with bear spray. I didn't even tell anyone this. I don't know if I should say this, but- I freaking dropped the bear spray. This is like first first or second day at the cabin. I can say this now. Nobody knows. Um, yeah, dropped bear spray in the cabin. Guess what happened? It went off. Oh, yeah. 
That's when spicy I cabin died. I, and I'm just like, shit, this is like my first day. Like shit. What if they come back? No, I was fine. I opened all the windows is good. So hopefully no one listens about that, but it was kind of funny. Cause I was like fucking bear spray, man. It's just pain in my ass. That's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, no, literally bear spray is good for putting on the back of your backpack. Yep. And if you get mauled, hope to God it bites it. Cause other than that, I just, you know, I don't know. That's too funny, man. But, and if it's windy, like it's, I know. You got to hold off until they get close enough. Yeah, and then it's, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Man. You got to be able to access it quick enough. Same thing as the gun. Like, I'm really pissed about our sidearm regulations. Like, I'd really like to just have a pistol. Oh, I'm getting like, one. Mounted to my, oh, I'm, to my binary. Oh, no, I'm getting one because um, guides can actually get the ATC. Yeah. Yeah. It's a- freaking pain in my ass apparently as an engineer that was the other one of the yeah, qualifications miners right like yeah. or whatever if yeah. you can prove that part of your job takes you into like you can get an authorization mm-hmm. to, to carry I, I never bothered but i i do know of people who did it a lot of the guides had it but they said it's a, like so none of them had it this year because it was such a the season just opened up with the border opening right. up the way it did but um they were saying i think the first year it's a year yeah and then you can apply for a two-year but it's like a mountain of paperwork yeah. and all this shit. But yeah. I was like, you know what? Oh, I think it'd be so cool. I'm, you it'd know, be great, man. Well, even that gun I have, I'll have a Colt 45, right? Then I'll go buy a pistol Colt 45. Yeah. And then I got, you know, I only have one box of ammo I need. That's true. And then it looks like I freaking, you know, look pretty Gangster. cool too. Yeah. Gangster you know, cowboy. Freaking Colt 45. <laughs> 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 got to do it one time in my life, I guess, right? But, uh, all right, man, let's. Let's wrap this up. So everybody listening, we're out mule deer hunting right now, or we're back because we were like crazy I, successful. I'm going to, what, what day is this coming out? It'll think? come out on Thursday. There, so what? We're also, we're in it. We're in point. it. Oh. We're I'm, like midway through. We're starting I'm, to get stressed because we only got two I'm or three days left. All right. One down by this point. One down by Thursday. By I'm going to predict it. When the podcast comes out. Yeah, I think that's safe. Okay. I think it's safe too, man. Yeah. We're also, we're not crazy picky. Like I want a nice mule deer, but it doesn't have to be 180. I'm telling you right now, if there's a legal deer, I'm yeah. shooting it. All right. I love it. I don't, I'm like, if I would, what do they say? If, if you would shoot it on the last day, shoot it on the first day. hundred percent. I agree I with that. I don't care. I'm putting yeah. meat in the freezer. <laughs> yeah. And it's deer, not sheep. We don't have to be yeah. all fucking high and mighty no. about it. If there's no. a, and like, if there's a big one, you take it. Cause I will take a, like, I will, well, I guess, is it 4.0? No, it's not. It's open. It's open. It's any buck. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we can be, we're going to be reasonable. Well, we're not going to go okay. shooting any dinks, but you get what I'm saying. We're not trophy hunters. If it's, if it's not like, we've also both had a pretty rough year, man. Like I, I, um, I, I got the bears back in the spring, but I didn't get anything last fall. I haven't got anything else this fall. I was unsuccessful on my sheep hunt five years. Yeah. So you need to take something. I think it's just like, I just need to get it done at this point. You yeah. Know? You got to break the seal. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, seal um what am i gonna say shit oh so my goal for next year okay bush days oh you got a number i'm gonna do i haven't really figured out how many days i was actually in the bush yet but yeah it's probably close to um because like being at the lodge i don't really count that but with our two-week hunt and then i would say it's probably safe to say i mean obviously over a month 30 days no problem oh i think you're probably getting close to 50 yeah that's not even right actually no because two weeks was, we had we 13 had, yeah, hard thir- bush 13 days hard days and then i was at least oh man at least 20 yeah okay well yeah anyway i gotta figure it out but that's my goal for next year is to have more bush days than the year before and that's it okay i don't care about shooting shit like yeah. I, I never have goals like that but like i think just bush days i'm trying to find some way to do some back-to-back shit in the fall the wife is the biggest issue at this point but like it's free to go hunting in British Columbia. You know what I think we should do next year? Yeah. I think we should try to go after Bighorn next year. 
Interesting. I think so. I mean, I'm not opposed to that. I know it's it's the, like hard as shit, but yep. you know what? I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know why this always happens to me too. I always try to do the most difficult, dumbest. Yeah. No. I don't know why. I, I, I don't know why, man. Like, like I've never shot an animal with a freaking gun before. Right. So it was the only one I shot was the bow. Yeah. Why? I have no idea. I'm a moron. But all kidding aside, I do think there's something. It's like a little, you know, you know how it feels to do things in a certain way. And I think it's more rewarding to do things, some things, certain ways. And I think you, 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 you acknowledge that. And it's like, I want to, I want to test myself. And I think that's why we do things. I know, but like, I don't but there's know. an argument to me for like, there's more testing to be done down the line. You don't have to do the hardest thing first. Yeah, I just, it just happens every freaking time. And yeah. I just, I don't know. But anyway, um, something we can talk about though, but because I think usually like my up there, my season ends on the 15th. So of October. Oh, I guess, yeah. I guess I came back. Oh, that might not even work. But see, no, that's what I'm talking. No, that won't work. No. Cause it's too late. 20th. I think it ends. Does it? Yeah. We'll have to look into it. If I'm back early though. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so if you could take a moment, <laughs> like comment, subscribe, greatly appreciated. Wish Spencer and me luck. We're going to be in the mountains. Um, Suckers. and yeah, as always, thanks for tuning in.